Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Supervalue Insurance. Looking out for you and yours with our new life and mortgage protection insurance. Well, sitting opposite me here is Adrian Cummins. He's usually on radio in his capacity as CEO of the Restaurants Association. But today he's here to talk to me about something far more personal altogether, being on dialysis and waiting on a kidney transplant. Adrian, good morning to you. Good morning, Miriam. Just to say, it was Lucinda O'Sullivan. I read her interview with you in last Sunday, Sunday's Independent, and it was a riveting interview. So... First of all, tell us about how you found out, Adrian, that there was a problem with your kidneys. Did you have symptoms? Like, how did you know? Well, Miriam, it came of all of us a shock that I had to get a kidney transplant uh, last year, um, August of last year. I was being treated for very high blood pressure at the time and I was under a fantastic uh, doctor, Dr. Rory McQuillan in Blackrock Clinic. And uh, he was treating me as a as an outpatient and... Um, you know, I did a blood test and my kidney function was starting to collapse. And uh, over the period of about two weeks, it literally collapsed. And I was admitted with immediate effect one Wednesday into hospital to ha- to go on dialysis the following morning. So that was a huge shock to me and my wife Bernadine and uh, our, our, our families. And uh, anybody that has gone through dialysis, there's... Um, you know, it is. It, it changes your life uh, in terms of your lifestyle, what you need to do, um, and also the st- starting out on that journey. It is very daunting, and um, there's a small minor procedure that you have to get done to insert a little tube into your heart. Um, so I was under very good care, and and I'm under excellent care in the Beacon Renal uh, Hospital. And um, you know, as I go through this journey, I have about two years to go to get a transplant. That's about the average. I could get it quicker than that, but in my own head, I said, you know, if it's two years, it's two years. There's no point in putting six yeah. months and then getting to six months and no transplant. So, but go back, Adrian. So, out of the blue, you mm. just got very ill. How and why did you get so ill? And how ill did you feel? Like, was there a moment at home where you thought? I'm really not feeling good here. Well, I went in to hospital with a viral infection, which, you know, anybody can get that. But when I, when I went in and they did the blood blood tests on me, my kidney function had, you know, had deteriorated substantially. And um, I was on blood pressure prior, tablets prior to that. So I think the message is, you know, get yourself checked uh, regularly. And blood pressure is a key indicator in terms of, of chronic kidney disease. And... Um, uh, that's what I was being uh, treated for, and um, you know, um, when I, I when you when I look back on it, I was getting headaches. I was mm. uh, problems going to the toilet. You know that they are key 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 signals. Um, and then when you go on dialysis, you feel an awful lot better. And how big a shock was it for you? You just moved home, I think. Mm. You, your wife Bernadine, like you probably think you're relatively healthy. And then you get told that you've got serious issues with your kidneys. Yeah, our life kind of got turned upside down in August of last year. We'd moved into a new home in Sandy Mountain. We're quite excited about that. And, you know, Bernadine had doing a fantastic job and putting everything together. And I did all the move of, of two, you know, moving from one house to another. But, um, you know, when you're when you're given that news, it brings everything into perspective. So you have to put your health first. Mm-hmm. And... Um, once I knew that I was under excellent, excellent care 
and the team that was around me and you know the support I was getting from the Irish Kidney Association as well in terms of you know the advice and then others people that had gone through the procedure or were on dialysis got a transplant had given me their advice their journey their knowledge mm-hmm. you know, that's a huge help because for your family and for yourself or for anybody that's going through this it is it is daunting and it's quite worrying initially but when you get that that help and that advocacy and that that support it kind of sets you at ease then and for people who don't know and I'm not sure myself actually like when you say you're on dialysis what does that practically mean for you on a week basis? So I get dialysis uh, three times a week. I get up at half four on a Tuesday, Thursday and a Saturday morning. I go to the Beacon Renal Hospital and Faye and Roland are the two managers in there and either one of them will be on duty at half past five. I'm hooked up, hooked up to the machine which is beside my, my bed or my chair and I'm hooked up within 10 minutes and I sit on that for sit there for three and a half hours while uh, it it takes blood out of my system, puts it through a machine, filters it and puts it back in into you. And without that, your potassium levels in your blood will will go, you will increase substantially and you will probably get a heart attack if you don't uh, get dialysis. That's very simple, simple as it is. So I get that three times, three times a week for three and a half hours. So it's quite rigid, quite structured. But I, you know, when you get into get into the procedure, that's fine. You get get on with it, and I'm able to work away while I'm on, there for three and a half hours. And I'm sure my my wonderful team in in the office when the guest emails coming in at eight o'clock in the morning, they're saying, "Oh, he's he's on dialysis again," you know. So you look very healthy. So, and do you feel much better? Does it make you feel much better when you do dialysis? It does. Yeah. Well, I feel an awful lot better. I don't know about other patients, yeah. um, but I feel when I'm on dialysis, I. I have lots of energy the following day. That the evening, that evening after dialysis, you'll be you'll be a little bit tired. Mm. So I might mm. be in bed early that that evening. Well, you're up at half four. Yeah, but <laughs> I, you know, I you know I'm a, I'm a social creature. So and <laughs> in my job, I'm out and about a lot. So um, and I have to watch my diet as well, uh, Miriam. You know that's one of the th- key key uh, things that they they instruct uh, to you when you're on dialysis, it, you have to have um, a low potassium or a low, low salt diet. Now, when you're a chief executive of the Restaurants Association <laughs> of Ireland, it's a bit challenging, but we've, got, we've gotten over that. And, uh, you know, I've got, you know, it's it, it, potatoes, avocados, bananas, uh, things that have a lot of salt in them, you know, you just take, you them, just out of, take them out of your diet. So you've been also told, as you know, you do need a transplant mm. Um, I gather a living donor isn't an option for you. Is that right? No, it's not an option for me. Um, a living donor from a, from from a relative. Um, f- uh, so you know what what will happen there is. Is that you, because you're? That's an because only child. I'm an only child. I okay. don't have a brother or sister. Okay. And uh, that's your first port of call is with your within your family. And now, if somebody came along and offered uh, to be a donor, yes, you would look at mm. that. And then there's a whole protocol and procedure around that. So at the moment, it's, it's through the deceased donor route that I will have to go. And there is about 253 uh, transplants every year. 
Uh, 200 of those are kidneys and the rest are liver, lung, heart and pancreas. Mm. And um, so what I, I've gone through a rigorous number of tests to get on the list. And then once you're on the list, then you are waiting for the call to, to go to Beaumont Hospital to have your, your, your transplant. So I've met with the, with the team over there already and uh, they're very happy with me. And uh, I look forward to meeting with them again. I'm due another uh, follow-up meeting with them in the next couple of weeks. Because you're well apart from that. So I assume you would be a perfect candidate for a transplant. Yeah, just to give you the numbers, Miriam, there's about two and a half thousand people on dialysis in the country. But there's only about 500 people that are, are eligible to 600 people for for transplants. Okay. So there's a there's a certain cohort of people out there, and unfortunately for them, the uh, the getting a transplant is not viable option for them. So they're going to be on dia- dialysis for the rest of their lives. And um, I think one of the key advocacy that I'd like to see is having more dialysis centres across the country because mm. it is challenging. To, to get a get into a unit, so I'll give you a little exa- yeah. a li- little example. My um, my sister in law got married uh, before Christmas, and a fantastic wedding was on a Friday. But I had to get dialysis the following day, so I had to pre-book that in the west of Ireland for the following day to find a space. So we got fortunately I got, got enough. I got into. Uh, Castlebar Hospital, wonderful right. facility, got in there. But I wanted to try and go down at the, in uh, coming from the west. I wanted to go down at Christmas. Unfortunately, at Christmas I, there was no space available anywhere in the west of Ireland. I had to go down for Christmas to celebrate on Christmas Day and come back up again to Dublin twice for dialysis over that Christmas period. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see, and I will be advocating for more more dialysis centres across the country, and probably hope to meet the Minister for Health to advocate for that for more funding. So here you go. You're normally advocating for the restaurants of Ireland. Here he goes again, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And when you said earlier, you're thinking maybe, you know, two years is uh, maybe time you're looking at for a transplant. Why do you say two years? And is there a possibility that at any stage you could be called in for a transplant? It could be at any stage, Miriam. But in my head, keep myself focused hmm. I've said to my, it's two years because that's the average okay. and if I if you if, if it was if I said six months to myself and it wasn't six months well then you'd be disappointed and then your mind would, would well that should have been me why isn't it me so it's the way I'm dealing with this in terms of my own mental health capacity around it and uh, it's the way I'm able to compartmentalise the issue that I have to deal with. So two years is is where I've set a target. If it's mo- earlier than two years, that's brilliant, fantastic. But uh, the two years is where I've I, I I hope and I aim to get a transplant within. Men are notoriously bad at looking after their own health, aren't they? And from your perspective, has it changed you? And, and what's your advice to I suppose other men out there who don't focus probably enough? As women, I think a lot of the time you don't. Well, I think men can talk easier to other men. So I find when I maybe in my local pub in O'Brien's and I might be talking to the local guys talk, uh, and I, I might be advising them, you know, on a one-to-one capacity, I'd say you might check, your, you know, if check your, go to your GP, get your blood pressure t- checked mm-hmm. and get a blood test because a blood test will show up a huge amount of things. As I've found out over many, many years, 
and um, I think and have you know have a regular checkup with your GP mm. and as you know I think the IKA their 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 advocacy is around trying to get more Irish Kidney Association Irish Kidney yeah. Association is around more screening of men over a certain age for kidney, kidney disease because if you get it early you're able to manage it for a longer longer period uh, where you mightn't have to go on dialysis so that's um, that's something that I think uh, men should look at is get, going to their GP, getting checked regularly for for all aspects of, of their health awareness. You've a stressful job as the CEO of the Restaurant Association. I've listened to you for years. Mm. You're a passionate advocate. But has this experience of realising you're ill changed you? Has it changed your perspective on life and how you live your life? No, because... <laughs> um, I love my job and I love what I do and I have a fantastic organisation around me in terms of my members and the board and my team and also my family as well. It's important that I mm. mention my family. Um, you know, they're, they're a huge support to me and what I do and my team and my office as well because they, you know, when I, there was times when I was in hospital for prolonged time and when I did get was on dialysis. I got sepsis as well, which I didn't mention uh, in the article, which I was nearly 18 days in hospital, which is kind of a life-threatening um, uh, illness. And that was part of the, the whole journey that I went on. So I've gone through the rigours and I, uh, but I'm, you know, going back to my, j- my day job, it, it is what I love to do and I intend to be there for, for, for the next number of years, at least, anyway. To, Does it make a pre- you appreciate your life more? Oh, absolutely. And things I look forward to, to do in the future is <clears> I love for, uh, looking, I'm looking forward to travel because when you're on dialysis, it's, travel is, is kind of prohibited outside of the country because you need to be able to get to a centre for your treatment yeah. on every, more, no more than a three-day period. Uh, and also... Because of the the little tube that's in my into my heart, yeah. you can't swim, and you can't <laughs> go into the sea, and that's what I really miss going to Connemara and going into the sea and that type of thing. Because there's one thing that you're not allowed to. Well, you will be able. I to. will. Yes. <clears throat> one day, so Adrian comes. I wish you the very best. Thanks so much. Thank Come you very back much. in when you get your transplant. I will. Thank okay. You very much. Thanks so much. Wish you the very best.